on the show today, recapping my NFL picks, updates on the Steelers-Ravens, COVID concerns for the 49ers, NBA training camp begins, and recapping my top 10 from Saturday, and much more. This is the Draining Jimmy's Podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Definitely a busy weekend, and I definitely will be talking more about the NFL. Well, let's kick it off with the NFL with my picks. Uh, as you know, every weekend I choose five games. Well, this past week I chose seven, uh, going with a total of five and two overall, giving me a total record of week of twelve weeks of forty-one and nineteen. So let's go over my picks from the weekend. Uh, I had Vegas playing the Falcons. I chose Vegas to win, uh, thinking that they would. I was wrong on that. Vegas was blown out 43-6. to Caught a couple glimpses of the game. What can I say? The Falcons looks like it was their day. And the Raiders looked awful. And you know what? Everything was working for the Falcons. But Vegas just did not play well. And we'll see what's going to happen with Vegas in the next couple of weeks. I had them being uh, close to the wild card in regards to the playoffs. So we'll see what the updates go in regards to the NFL playoffs. They are playing the Colts in a couple of weeks. So we'll see how this goes. But overall, Falcons played a good game, winning 43-6, to dominating over, the Fal- uh, dominating over the Raiders. I was hoping the Raiders would show up in this game. Nope. Especially with the way the Falcons have been playing, it's it it, it wasn't work. It wasn't you. Were, I was hoping for a W for the Vegas for the way the Falcons have been this season. Couple game, couple Ws under their belts. So you can only go up from here for the Falcons, but with their division. But congrats to the Falcons on their win once again, forty-three to six. Uh, my next pick, and th- this is where now I'm going to start getting to my Ws. Uh, Packers beat the Bears 41 to 25. Well, the Packers were definitely in control of this game. Uh, Mitch Trubisky got the start. We saw a couple good things from Mitch. Saw a couple bad things, but the 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 Packers were in control the whole entire time. Listen, Chicago's not as good as people would think. They're not that playoff team from a few years ago. Lots of Lots of things have changed in regards to uh, the Bears. They're, well, not much has changed. We still don't know who the quarterback is. Well, we know who the quarterback is. We don't know what's going to happen in the future. Mitch wasn't picked up for his fifth year. So it's going to be interesting with ha- what's going to happen with the Bears. But kudos to the Packers rebounding after last week, giving up a 10 or 14 point lead against the Colts. Rebounding against here, uh, scoring 41 on the Chicago Bears. So it's going to be interesting on how this season is going to go, but the Packers are in the right direction. You know, maybe the uh, the Bears 
will not be so much. Sorry, got a little distracted. I do have the Seahawks-Eagles game going on as well. Uh, Seahawks are definitely in control of this. So, uh, my next game, Chiefs and Buccaneers. Well, the Chiefs were in control for the majority of the game, especially when you have Tyreek Hill getting 200 yards receiving in regards to uh, in the first quarter. And the Buccaneers, Tom Brady, uh, he's, he's struggling against teams that are above 500. And that's what's concerning now. Um, if you look at the teams that he's lost to this season, the Saints twice, he's lost to the Chiefs, and he lost to the Chicago Bears. And I'm going to look up who else they have lost to. But when you're looking at their, their records and what's going on, they're, they're not playing their best. They're, they're definitely not. They're seven and five. So I'm looking at here. I got to look at their schedule. So let's look at their losses. Uh, the Rams too. So Chiefs, Rams, Saints twice, and then you got the Bears. So they haven't. They 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 haven't beaten any. Like they're losing to above 500 teams. That that's the concerning part. They're losing to above 500 teams, and Tom Brady's not. Maybe it's the system. I don't know. But the Chiefs were in control. Now, the Chiefs did let the Bucks come back into the game. It, they, they made it a game. They made it a sport. But they were in control. That, that's the thing. The Chiefs were in control. They, were, they had their hand on the stick. They had their other hand on the drive. They had one hand on the stick, the other one on the wheel. And they were in control the whole time. Now, kudos to the Bucks to try and make a comeback. But the way this offense is moving for the Chiefs, like Patrick Mahomes can't be stopped. This is that's the offense of the Chiefs. The defense is going to be their liability, and we'll see how that goes as the season. We we've seen teams run against them and keep Patrick Mahomes off the field. If you're going to game plan, target by getting him off the field. You'll have to find ways to do that. Like if your defense is good enough to slow him down, beautiful, great. But keep him off the field. Your offense is going to have to play defensive-minded football. In a way of the clock has got to be your best friend and take him out. But you know what? The Chiefs are the best team in football. They're definitely favored to go to the Super Bowl. Maybe we finally get a back-to-back -back Super Bowl team winning other than the Patriots. Who knows? But the Chiefs will be uh, will, will definitely be the favorite in closing it out. But Chiefs with a W. And then now we're going with the Dolphins. Dolphins 20-3 to against the the New York Jets. Well, they're the Jets. There's nothing really to write home about. It's, you know, it's the Jets. So they're the worst team in the NFL. So the Jets were in control. Not the Jets. The Dolphins were in control. Uh, no Tua Tangwa Injured with a thumb injury. Ryan Fitzpatrick got the start. <sighs> There's nothing really to say about that. It's the Dolphins got the Dolphins swept the Jets for the season, so yippee ki yay. So that's how much you can describe a Dolphins versus Jets game, and like good for them. They 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 got the W. They were in control. It's there's nothing really to write here. I I chose an easy pick. I knew the Dolphins were gonna win. I knew the Dolphins were gonna win. Didn't matter matter if it was Tua or if it was Fitzpatrick. The Jets are just not that good of a football team, and the Miami Dolphins have the better football, have the better defense as well. So, 
And then goes into my final game that I picked, Saints and Broncos. Saints win 31-3. This was the game I talked about on Saturday. Well, like I stated, the Dolphin, or the Broncos didn't have a quarterback. They had a practice squad, wide receiver started quarterback, who hasn't played quarterback since college, and was working at his 9-to-5 job before all of this happened. So they had 24 hours to have a game plan. I feel bad for the guy who played. Uh, he had one completion, I think nine attempts, had negative, had one or inter- two interceptions. So it's it's kind of it's hard when you're watching a game like this, and it's you, you just don't know how it's going to turn out. They didn't have a quarterback. Now, everyone's blaming the NFL in regards to, oh, they shouldn't have let him play, blah, 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 blah. But it wasn't an outbreak. That's the one thing. Kendall Hinton was the quarterback, so shout-outs to him for what he did. Shout-out to him to go there, no, not be a weekend to practice and getting the start and yada, yada, yada. But this is what's going to bring into my next segment here because COVID is now going to start affecting certain teams. Uh, but listen, Saints dominated. I'll get to that. They're in control. Taysom Hill's two and zero this season, so the Saints are are rolling. But they played against a team that didn't have a quarterback. Whether the team was going to be like, all right, let's just roll over them. Like it's the score could have been a lot higher, and I'm sure they could have done a lot more things to this team. But in regards to them, it, the Broncos were in this mess. Now, when I'm talking about whether they should have played. One position was affected. They didn't have a quarterback. Guess what? Your starting quarterback, your backups were all affected due to COVID. Masks weren't worn and protocol was broken. This is definitely a statement from the NFL to those teams. Listen, this is what's going to happen. Here you go. So I think this was a little statement from the NFL. Why am I starting to say this? Because guess what's happening again? Tomorrow was supposed to be Steelers and Ravens. That's getting moved to Wednesday now, and I, f- I feel like the NFL is not making a statement. They made a statement with the Broncos. Now the question is, what are they going to do for the Ravens and the Steelers? Because you know what, the Ravens, they've had COVID issues before this season, a couple players on the list, but now they're, they're affecting a game, and the Steelers, this is another game moved. This is impacting their season now. They'll have a game on Sunday. And the Ravens game got moved to Monday. So if, if this continues, shouldn't the NFL start looking at maybe we should just cancel the game? Maybe we should just move on from it? Like there, There's literally a spread happening on a team. And you're hopefully, hopefully getting a game to go. And they're playing on hopefully getting a game to go on Wednesday. And then give this much time rest. The game should have been played on Sunday, whoever was there. Whoever was there should have played. I know the NFL wants the 10-0 Steelers versus Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Divisional game, because you know football loves when the Ravens and Steelers play. But guess what? Look, look what's happening in the world today. Just, I would, I would have forfeited the game. Or I would have said, hey Ravens, you guys lose this game. Steelers, whatever. Because no matter what, yeah, they're 11-0, but it's not a true 16-0 if they win. It's not. So it is what it is, but 
you know what, the NFL is kind of mismatching this. I get what they did for the Broncos, and you know what, they're also protecting other players, the Steelers as well, but at what point are you going to realize that what you're doing is wrong and that the fact that you've affected one team so many times to benefit yours so you can get the marketing in? That's how I'm seeing it here is now. You're, you've moved the game three times. One extra day is not going to reduce the, the, the testing. Lamar Jackson's already tested positive, so he's probably not even going to play Wednesday. So you're, you're risking more than what you're getting as a reward. Now that's going to break into my next segment when I'm talking about more COVID concerns. Santa Clara has just announced that they're banning contact sports. Anyone who's traveling from outside 150 miles will have to quarantine for 14 days. That's where the 49ers are. 49ers are going to be playing in Arizona for the next two games because of the ban. Because teams traveling in would have to quarantine for 14 days before they can resume their normal days. Uh, from what I understanding, the 49ers were caught off guard. Oh well, Santa Clara did this for their population. I'm not upset about it. We have 14-day quarantine here in Canada, and the NF. In, that's why we're not. That's why we're having issues with NBA and NHL because of the 14-day quarantine. I'm not going to lose sleep over it. I'm sure many fans are going to lose sleep over it, but oh well, deal with it. That's why uh, Toronto is playing in Tampa, due to the 14 days. That's why we may have a, an all-Canadian division for the NHL. But hey, right now, uh, 49s are affected, so their next two home games are going to be uh, on the road. So you're going to see them if they somehow magically make the playoffs, which they won't. There, there's going to be changes there, but you know what? This is what's happening. This is what's going on. And you know what? Cities are going to start doing this and start impacting their local sports teams or their professional teams. So we'll see what's going to happen. But Santa Clara doing what they have to do to protect their population. Oh, well, NFL, deal with it. You're, you're going to have to find a way, especially the 49ers will have to find a way. Um one thing today, too, and I saw it on ESPN, just want to give a little update. Dan Orlovsky made a nice little a segment about opportunities and how the Denver Broncos, including Drew, including Drew Locke, have messed up their opportunities. You're, you're given an opportunity to be in the show. You're here. You're, you're, you're wanting to play football. And by not taking things seriously, by not following protocol, you just ruined your opportunity and try to make yourself greater than what it is. And, you know, I completely agree with what Orlovsky said. Listen, if you got your shot and you take it, guess what? Locke is the face of the 40, or not the 49ers, the Broncos. He's This is the quarterback. This is who they spent their draft pick on. If you, Blake Bortles, Drexel, do not care about the mask and want to ignore everything and not follow protocol, this is what's going to happen, and you're going to have to lose respect in the locker room, or like you're going to lose respect from the front office as well. You're, you're here to follow protocol, but you blew an opportunity because you know what? You decided to brush off the safety the safety measures, and here you are, and you your team loses 31 to three because of carelessness. That's kind of the reason why the NFL went down on these guys is because of carelessness. 
Now, I did say the NFL wants to see the matchup here of Ravens and uh, Steelers. But eventually the NFL is going to have to come down on those guys too, the Ravens, because they're they're getting out of control with their pandemic. It is. But back to Orlovsky, completely respect on what he said in regards to opportunity. And he is a guy who will, has taken his opportunities and used them for his advantage as well. Uh, so that's, that's the recap from the NHL, NFL. Uh, just recap, 4-1 with my picks. Lots of stuff going on with COVID in the NFL. Uh, tomorrow is NBA training camp, which means lots of stuff happening. Uh, Raptors are heading down to Tampa. We'll start resuming their pra- We'll start practicing this weekend and other tra- camps as well. One thing that's notable is that uh, Anthony Davis still has not signed a contract. So that's going to be updated as well. So now that training camp starts tomorrow, Wednesday show, I'll start looking into, hey, what's going on here? What's this camp doing? This, this, and this, as the rosters get set. Also, shout out to O'Shea Brissett signing a multi-year deal with the Raptors. So good to see him there as well. But tomorrow's the big day. Training camp starts. Preseason's going to be about 10 days away. So it's going to be an interesting couple weeks as the NBA starts getting ready to go uh now uh some stuff happened on the weekend we had some boxing tyson versus roy jones jr uh i didn't watch the fights i will be honest with you when i looked at the scorecards uh this is going to bring the mention up to what i was going to discuss about but when you're seeing um nate robinson fight a youtuber named jake paul i'm not really wanting to watch boxing as much as I see Tyson versus Roy Jones Jr. fight, nah, it's, it just wasn't enticing to me. No pun intended. Uh, because when I'm watching, when I watch the fight, I'm, I'm hoping to see Tyson just go nuts and just knock some guy out. But the fights, from what I've seen from the highlights and all this stuff, it's meh. Uh, someone described two uncles fighting over something because the way they had themselves wrapped up in the box, in the ring. But the, the fight for Tyson and Jones ended in a draw. I, I think some people may have expected that. But, uh, well, to me, the fight, from what I've seen and heard, it was okay. It was an okay fight. Nothing to write home about. Uh, Nate Robinson fought Jake Paul. Nate Robinson got knocked out. You know, Jake Paul is now, start, now starts listing off all these people that want to fight. Listen, Nate Robinson has no boxing experience. Jake Paul has done this for a couple of years. It's a YouTuber versus the four, t- three-time slam dunk competition winner. And I almost said four-time because he, don- he got slammed to the ground. Whatever. But it is what it is. It wasn't really boxing. It was, hey, hype it up match this match that whatever but it's funny to see some youtubers saying he's going to knock out guys like uh danis and conor mcgregor like i laugh when he says that like i'm sorry to say but you want to face guys who actually fight then fight them because my money is on those guys knocking them out it is it really really is but that's the fights from the weekend uh there was the match three uh Barkley Mickelson versus Curry and Manning. Well, Barkley Mickelson won with a landslide. It, 
it wasn't really a match, especially when you have a PGA championship, uh, PGA major winner helping you win, but they dominated for that. And you know what? When you see celebrities play golf the way they do, it makes me feel better because I am terrible, but the match was good as well. It was an interesting week of sports. Uh, COVID and the NFL really took over it this past weekend. So it's really hard to say what the rest of it was like, but you know, the, the matches were, the boxing match was okay. The match three was good. They raised lots of money, which has been great as well. We'll, we'll see what happens down the road if they're going to do a fourth one as well. But good on Manning, Curry, Mickelson, Barkley. They finally got, they, they did good things for the weekend as well. Saturday, I did my top 10 uh, women, top 10 female athletes of the last 25 years. Just going to recap it off before I get to the end of the show. So 10 was Maria, Maria Sharapova, 9, Alex Morgan, 8, Lindsey Vaughn, 7, Simone Biles, 6, Diana Tosse, 5, Christine Sinclair, 4, Mia Hamm, 3, Haley Wickenhauser, 2, Annika Sorestan, and number 1, Serena Williams. Uh, that was my top 10. Definitely was one of the toughest lists I've had to do, but I'm, I'm happy with it. I had a lot of fun with it, and it's definitely... Uh, Something we're going to look down more in the road as well. I did explain on the podcast, which you can uh, listen to on Spotify, now on TuneIn as well, uh, and also through uh, Buzzsprout, which I have on the link in my Instagram profile. But it was a lot of fun to do, and I did enjoy it as well. So that's the show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Lots of stuff going on in the NFL. Uh, so for Wednesday show, I will recap uh, the game. I'll recap Monday night. I'll discuss going on about uh, Wednesday night's football game because uh, that's what's happening. But lots to cover, especially with the NFL updates with Steelers and Ravens. It's gonna be an interesting week, and also updates in regards to NBA training camp because that's kicking off tomorrow. So we'll see what happens. I think I need to do. You know, maybe a power ranking. Maybe I'll start listing off who I think the favorites will be because I did it with the NFL. I re I did some favorites in regards to the MLB playoffs. So, who knows? But uh, let's let's go with Friday show. I will recap. I'll do a pro- projections list on who I think will be playoff bound for the NBA, uh, and you know maybe NBA favorites as well. But I think I'll do my playoff predictions and winners on Friday on that show as well so uh wednesday i'll see you guys then have yourself a great monday night this is the draining jimmy's podcast